The word of God, I must say to you, is quick and active. The word of God is living. The word of God is not just a mere written text. The word of God is living. It's a living thing. When the word of God proceeds, when it comes out from the mouth of God, as Matthew puts it, when it comes out from the mouth of God, it is a living and active word, powerful, able to effect change and change things. It is not a dead letter. God's word is living. I am talking about the word that proceeds from the mouth of the living God. It is active, it is powerful. Please come with me to the book of, come with me to the book of Luke and I will read specifically these verses, verses 43 to 48. Amen. Amen. And a woman having an issue of blood 12 years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any came behind him and touched the border of his garment and immediately her issue of blood stanched other versions will say stopped or seized and Jesus said who touched me very interesting question Indeed, yeah, it is indeed. When all denied, of course, <laughs> Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude throng you or press on you. Oh, sorry, throng and press thee. And sayest thou, who touched me? And Jesus said, somebody touched me. For I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. And when the woman saw that she was not hit, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared unto, unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she had been healed immediately. While, sorry. And he said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort thy faith has made thee whole go in peace someone say my action is required oh tell your neighbor your action is required hallelujah your action is required You see, in the work of salvation, 
becoming born again. It's God, it is God who starts it. It is God who press the buttons. It is God who works in the middle and it's God who works in the end. So in the work of becoming born again, it is God's work 100% full stop. The only thing that you, you and I do is believe. That is, that is to accept that what God is saying about himself, what he's able to do, and about us that we are sinners and need to be and need to be and need to repent of our sins and be and be saved is is true. That's all we do, right? So it is it is a hundred percent the work of God. God doesn't charge you. Sorry, how many of us paid any money to be born again? God doesn't charge you. You don't pay anything. It, it, what did you really pay? Nothing. It's a work of God, a hundred percent free of charge. The only thing is believe. And to believe, believe simply means accepting that something is true. So if, if that is work, then that's the only work we do. Accept that. Once we are born again, praise God. Once we are born again, when it comes to living the Christian life here on this earth, it comes to living the Christian life in the earth. Your action is required. Hallelujah. Amen. When it comes to living it out, your action, my action is required. So what are we saying this morning? When God inspires hope, in the heart. Action is required to achieve it. I say it again. When God inspires hope in the heart, actions or action is required to achieve it. Or actions are required to achieve it. In this text before us, Luke 8, verses 43, we see a, a woman who is helpless, hopeless, desperate. She, the scripture says, she has spent all her living, right? This is a woman who spent all her living upon physicians. That is, she has given all her living to people she thought, you know, could help her be healed. But none has been able to help her. Then she turns to Jesus. Hallelujah. So the first thing I want to talk about this morning is this. When all hope elsewhere is gone, 
there is always hope in God. When all hope everywhere is gone. There is always hope in God. Everywhere else you've turned, there is no hope. There is hope in God. When every source is depleted, wherever there, there is any, wherever you could turn to, it looks doom and gloom. There is always hope in God. You've reached the, the end of the line for wherever you are engaged in. It's challenging, difficult. You are at your wit's end. You are about to, you know, hang the rope and you've gone to the wall and you've written down so and so was here. 1914 to 1929. And you're going to put your head on it. Remember, there is always hope in God. He said, well, it's, I've come to my end. I'll take this tablet and I'll end it all. Remember, there is hope in God. It's not time yet. It's difficult. It's challenging. There is hope in God. Or you've come to a place, someone is telling you, well, if you can take this stuff, and you've been praying, you've been praying, you've been praying. And you come to a place where you think, you know, I've prayed and I've not heard anything. So I think it's about time I turned and begin to take some stuff. And some friends come to you and say, well, have this thing. It will help you. It will, it will calm your nerves. It will calm your nerves. <coughs> Remember, there's always hope in God. When you think it's over, there's another door to be opened. We see what this woman, look up here, verse 43, please. Luke 8, 43. It reads, And a woman having an issue of blood, 12 years, having spent all her living. Hello. Upon physicians, neither could be healed of any. Came behind him, touched the border of his garment. Touched the border of his garment. Praise God. She came from behind and touched the border. Basically, the edge of the cloak he was wearing. Touched the edge. The word living refers to, in this context, refers to livelihood. 
basically what she depended up what she de, what, what what she depended upon the resource the things that you know she like you you talk about her living you talk about money food basically anything that she could use to find healing she had spent all so in other words she was now broke nothing anymore have you ever been broke no 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 some of you when you say you are broke you still have some something stash in 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 that west bank when you say, oh, it's all finished, you still got, because you've got about three different accounts, Barclays, NatWest, and Corporate Bank. So when you spend all the two, you know, Barclays, there's nothing in Barclays, and there's nothing in, in NatWest, you've still got something in, is it Santander or whatever? You've still got something there. But broke is when all free. There's nothing in it. And no friend and no family member will give you anything. You are broke. That was where this woman found herself. Helplessly hopeless. She has spent everything. So since she has spent everything and cannot now go to any doctor, cannot approach any, 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 doc, any doctor, what should she now do? So now we understand how, why she came behind Jesus. Can't approach. Can't come publicly. What has she got to offer? Now she's in, she's in desperate straits. You know, <laughs> some people steal because they've got a, a disease. Right? A disease which causes them to steal. What's it called? That disease? Cryptomania, right? She has to steal. So some people also steal just for fun. But some people, they steal things because they've got no choice. And this woman found herself in that, in that, in that place. She came behind Jesus. Verse 47 says, come to verse, verse 47 says, and when the woman... And when the woman saw that she could that, that she was not hit, that, that, that means whatever she was doing, she, she deliberately purposed, I'm going to hide to steal this healing. I am I'm going to steal this healing because I've got no money. Where else do I go? But I have heard that this man can heal. But who am I? Who am I? God have mercy. You see, until you are pressed, until you are pressed with a need, 
you probably will not understand this woman. Until you've come to that place. Some of us may not be ill. So you don't really have that. But, 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 but when you've got an illness and you need healing. <laughs> uh, as I was pondering on this text. The 12 years hit me. Yes. Women do have issue of blood. Some men to do too. But maybe for maybe a week, two weeks, three weeks is fine. No. 12 years. Hello. Not weeks. Not months. 12. 12. More than a decade. So how much money would you have for, for doctors? That means it was unki- it was humans could not cure it. There was no hope for her. It was gone. So all she had to do right now is to come. Because I can't get it, but I need healing. By law, some people say, well, this woman shouldn't have come out. Because according to Leviticus, she's got issue of blood, so she has to stay home. But yes, that law is, is understandable. Stay home when you are dried up, come out. But she ain't drying up. Did you get a picture? So how long is she, is she, is she staying home, home, home for? She's been 12 years. How long she should stay? It's ongoing. It's ongoing. So she must find a solution. Something must be done. So she steps out. And when she steps out, another thing that we can also see here is this woman has got passion, got intensity. She, she steps out to find something. You know, when you've got a, a desperate need, maybe it's not, maybe, maybe it's not, it's not, it's not a, a need for healing, but maybe in your area of purpose, in your life assignment, and if you, and if you have really found your purpose, you realize that you can't be a casual person. You will have passion and you have intensity. Because discovering your purpose in life is such that it will drive you. The things you will be faced, the needs that will come your way will not be little, little needs. For example, your purpose is to feed maybe a thousand mouths. Breakfast, lunch, supper. And you haven't got any business that is bringing you money. And you have to feed them every day. You realize that your need is not a casual need. It's unique. And when you come to God for, you know, to satisfy these things, you will not be doing casual things. There will be some, when you have to stand before people, you know, to, to, to talk about them bringing in resources, there will be some passion, there will be some intensity in you. Because what you are dealing with 
It's not the everyday little, little, simple, simple stuff. Or you've got a group of young people, about 500, 500 of them, that depend upon you for their weekly encouragement. The pressure, the thing that will be upon you, you can't live a casual life. There will be some intensity about your life. So this woman, if anybody was expecting her to stay at home, it couldn't be. Besides, that law was for people who have got issue of blood for a, for, a, for a period and have to stay home and when they are fine, they come out. But her case is not seizing. So what should she do? She steps out. Hallelujah. She steps out. She was not qualified to, to step out. She was meant to stay in. And most of us, we probably find ourselves in that environment. She spends all her money on physicians. Now she finds out that there's a man called Jesus. She doesn't feel confident to approach. So she comes behind. She hides. And in the crowd, stretches her hands and touches the, the edge of his cloak. Some of us we find ourselves in this place. We have needs, but our confidence is low. And sometimes the reason for the low confidence is the fact that we know our time, our efforts, our everything is just for ourselves. So even though we have a need to approach God, we don't feel confident. Because we haven't, because we've not really, we're not really doing anything for him. So, really, is, is someone hearing me? Because when you are doing, you, you are just living for yourself. You are a Christian, yeah. But actually, your whole purpose is me, myself, and I. And you have a great need. The confidence to approach God is even not there. And when people offer to pray for you, you often go, oh, oh, it's okay, it's okay. Not because you don't want a prayer, but you don't even believe God will even hear you. But God is not a man. God is God. So like this woman, come all the same. You don't feel confident, but come all the same. Come, approach. Hello? Whether your time has been used for yourself or not for yourself, or whether you've been, you're not feeling confident, you're not feeling qualified, like this woman, still come. Still come. Hello? Still come. Praise God. Still come. Because 
For some people, they think that, you know, God doing things through you or in your life is some kind of butter trade. No, God doesn't run butter trade. Give me sugar, I'll give you butter. Give me soap, I'll give you pomade. Give me corn and I'll give you nuts or something. Butter, butter, butter trade. Because I did this for God. That is why God should do this for me. No! In the kingdom of God, it does not work like that. Yes, we need to work in the kingdom. But the reason why God gives what he gives is not because, you, you, know, you, you know, you've been taking all the marks. Every day you come and clock. So now God do this for me. And that is why some people get offended. God, I've been doing all these things for you. All these years I've been, I've been serving you. And now look at where I, where I am. Look at me. And when they're not seeing anything. And then sometimes they can see some unbeliever who doesn't believe God. Who has no faith in God. And things are just working. They have to just, they have to just sneeze. Ah, they have to just say, ah, I feel for this. And it is there. And they wonder, ah, God, why? This unbelieving friend doesn't even believe in you. But everything seems to be working well for them. Why? And me, serving you with all my life, I'm saddled with, it. I'm saddled with, with, with these issues. And you're not doing anything about it. So they get offended. They get discouraged. And some walk out of the faith. But you see, God doesn't do butter trade. But the good news is this. When all hope elsewhere is gone, there is always hope in God. Praise God. So this woman comes and touches the edge of the cloak. Hallelujah. Touches the edge of the cloak. Ooh. And something happens. Something happens to her. Hallelujah. Amen. Bible, the Bible says that instantly. Woo, instantly. The issue of blood, the kingdom says, stanched, seized, stopped. What man could not do, Jesus does in an instant. In an instant. And who was, who was saying to me the other day that God takes too long to work? Who, who, who was saying that? Where are you? You can't own up, can you? Instantly. Instantly. Oh, God takes too long. No, he doesn't. Instantly. The blood stanched. Hallelujah. Why am I saying this? I'm saying it because my Bible tells me faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And for us to believe that God works instantly too. Sometimes he works through a process. But sometimes too, he works instantly. Instantly, the blood stanched. 
it ceased. I don't know what you are experiencing. But right now, as you are listening to the word of God, there's healing in the room. There's healing in the room to stop some things instantly. So Jesus says, verse 45, says, and Jesus says, who touched me? Who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude thronged thee and pressed thee and says, Who touched me? This question that that Judge Jesus Christ asked here is a very interesting question. I don't find it interesting because of the question Peter asked. No, no. (laughs) Jesus says, Who touched me? Who touched me? The reason I find it interesting is, is, is because the woman did not touch Jesus. Hello? The woman did not touch Jesus. She only touched the edge of his cloak. Have I touched you? Have I touched you? Would you say I touched you in court? Would you say I touched you? No. I touched the edge of your cloth. But Jesus Christ says, no, somebody touched me. Touched me. What is going on here? Touched. Jesus felt the touch. Although the woman did not touch her physically, physical body. Just touched the edge of her clothes. But Jesus felt the touch. Why? Because the woman touched the clothes with an intent. The woman touched with intent. And Peter helps us here. Peter said, Jesus, the people throng you and press you. How? Jesus, I think sometimes we are a bit ridiculous. I think some, sometimes you are a bit too much. I know you are, wonder, you are, you are, you are a miracle-working wonder, Jesus. But with this one, you are just... You are just come on, come on. Calm, calm down, Jesus. No. Somebody touched me. Because she touched me with intent. So, so, so that means some people were pressing him. Actually, others were actually pressing him. He felt other people pressing on him, but he never said anybody touched him until the woman t- 
touch the edge of his clothes. So you see, you can be around Jesus. You can even press him physically, you know, press him, but still not touch him. But this woman, without permission, and I use that word deliberately, without permission, without a verbal agreement from Jesus, Without the knowledge, without any exchange of words, like I need healing, heal me, or I won't heal you, I will heal you, I will. Without any of that, he, she comes behind, not even in front, behind. She said, I was hiding to touch you. And actually I did hide and I, and I, and I, and I touched you. And I thought I could get away with it. But unfortunately you found me out. Touched with intent. She touched with a purpose. All the others were just around. You see, so you, you can just be around Jesus. Just hovering around Jesus. And really not have any purpose for being around. You want things from him. But you've got no purpose. You are, you are just being around. The reason why you are telling, you are, you are saying to, you, to yourself, the Christian life, there's no power in it. It is just, it, it is, it is just a religion and it, it has nothing about it. It's because you are just pressing on him. You are not really touching him with intent. But if you dare touch Jesus with intent, with intent, with a purpose, I'm praying because I have something I need to be solved. I'm studying because I want to know this. I want these things to stop in my life. I want to be able to make this impact here or there. I need your grace. I need, I, I need your power to, to, to affect change here, there, there and there. I need this. Touching with intent. What would happen? Something will happen. Verse 46. So when Peter said, how can you say who touched me? The Lord replied, somebody has touched me. Why? For or because I perceive that virtue has gone out of me. Power has gone out of me. You are all pressing me all right. But nothing has gone out of me. But someone here has touched me. Who are you? You are here. You, you've, you've touched me. Who are you? You've touched me. Because you came with, a, with an intent, with a purpose. You reached out and you touched the edge of my cloak. And I felt power go out of me. You see, that means, that means our expectation, our, our hope in God is not weak. Let me say it again. Our hope or expectation in God will never be disappointed. 
Can I say it again? Our expectations in God will never be disappointed. When we come to, when, when we approach Him with hope, with expectation, He inspires hope in our hearts, and we come and we and we step out. It will never be disappointed. The woman looked everywhere, no hope anywhere. She 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 tried them all, then heard about Jesus, and she came to touch. She was not disappointed. Romans five five, Romans five five says what? Romans five five teaches that our hope in Him is not disappointed, and hope make it not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. That is uh, the hope we have in God does not disappoint. The hope, the expectations we have in God will not be disappointed. If you place your expectations in God, he says in his word that he will not disappoint you. Isaiah 45, verse 16 and 17. Isaiah 45, verse 16 and 17. It reads, just the verse 17, just the verse 17. Just the verse 17. It reads, But Israel shall be saved in the Lord with an everlasting salvation. Ye shall not be ashamed nor confounded, world without end. Israel, my people, you will not be confounded or ashamed, world without end. I'm speaking to you today, you who think that shame is coming. He's saying to you today that you shall not be disappointed. Neither would you be confounded, for I am God. The heaven belongs to me, and the earth is my footstool. I reign from on high. I am God, and there is none beside me. Who is he that can compete with me? Who is he that challenges me? I am God all by myself. And I said, I will help you. I will strengthen you. I will uphold you. I will lift you up. You shall not be disappointed. Hope in me will never go unanswered. This is God. That's the God we serve. I will keep you. I will heal you. I will lift you up. I will bear thee in my hands. You won't be disappointed. So when God inspires hope, When God inspires hope, what I mean by this is when you come to understand this is what God can do. Precious one, put your expectation in him and it will not be disappointed.
But there is something I need to tell you. And it is this. When God inspires hope, or you come to know something about God, this is what God can do. There is something that God requires of you and me. Come with me to the verse 47 and the 48. And I'll be done. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him. She said, She declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she, had, how she was healed immediately. And he said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. Amen. Amen. You see, when Jesus inquired, Who touched me? The woman thought she was in trouble. The woman thought, ooh, oh my goodness. I've come to steal healing. And now I'm in trouble. Yeah. In our world, he, she, she stole healing. Didn't, didn't, didn't she? She stole the, 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 the healing. God, she hid and then came in without anybody seeing. Then healed. I'm going to go home. I'm sure probably she was about going home. I said, who touched me? I said, oh, oh. Who touched me? Oh, Jesus, we are all present. No, somebody touched me. Because power has gone out of me. Sorry, I have to own up. Master, it was me. I touched you. But I've come to tell you that Jesus did not ask who touched me so as to you know reprimand her tell her off or anything but rather to encourage her for what she has done for coming behind him and stealing healing it was to encourage her and as, she's, and as he's encouraging her encouraging you and me to do the same. Li 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 listen to, her wo to, to his words. Verse 48. Daughter, be of good comfort. Be comforted. Hey, rest. Hello, rest. Be relaxed. Daughter, be relaxed. And then secondly, he says, well, go in peace. Go in peace means go and do well. Go and enjoy what you've got. I bless it for you. Enjoy it. But then there is something he says, which I want, I want to focus on. I began last week, and I'm just going to finish up today, trusting God. He said, your faith, your faith has made you your faith has made you? Oh. 
after, after this, after this, after this point, your faith has made you. Oh. I can't hear you. Your faith has made you. Oh. Did you say half? No. Your faith has made you. Oh. You say whole. <laughs> what did you say? Oh. Can I hear you clearly? Your faith has made you. I can't, I see, it's like some music is drowning your voices. Your faith has made you? Oh. Your, whose faith? Your faith has made you whole. It has made you complete. Your faith has made you complete. Go and enjoy it. What am I saying? You see, we said faith means what? We explained that faith is the foundation or the support for the thing you are hoping for. Come, with, come back with me. Hebrews 11 verse 1. Let's, go, let's get back there. Hebrews 11 verse 1, please. Hebrews 11 verse 1. And... James 2 Hebrews 11 verse 1 and then James 2 I take Hebrews first praise the Lord Hebrews 11 verse 1 oh sorry I'm in Revelation okay now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen Faith is the substance. We explain this word substance. So I, I will not go back there again. But it's just, it, is, it, is, it is the foundation of what you are hoping for. It is the basis for what you are hoping for. So faith is that substance. That concrete thing. For what you are expecting. Praise God. Let me put it this way. Let's say Let me say this first. Faith is the building blocks for the thing you are hoping for. Okay. Okay. <laughs> is the building blocks you put in place, okay, for what you are expecting. Hope is your expectation, what you are, what you are expecting, what you are, what you are hoping for, okay? So you are expecting something. The building blocks that you put on the ground for what you are, come, for what you are expecting to, to come and sit on is what we call faith. Isn't anybody hearing me? Okay. Let's put it this way. You've got... Christmas coming, right? Christmas is coming. And 15 members in your family have told you we are going to come. 15. So they, they, they've told you we are in October. Right. 15 people. You know that five of them are very good eaters. And then five are middle eaters. And then five are very, very bad eaters. 
So the five, he cannot, the five can do the job of the all the 15. So when, <laughs> so when you go out, so, so you will start now, won't you? You will start now. You will go out and start buying your chicken, your rice, your... The things that you can freeze, you will start buying them to freeze them, won't you? And then you'll be leaving those perishable things for the last minute. So you start doing that. Now, when you're doing those things, what are you doing it for? When you're, when you're, doing, when you're buying those things, what are you doing them for? For the guest, for the expectation you have. Okay? Now, that thing that you are buying, what do we normally call it? What word do we use for it? Someone said preparation. Yes, it is. We call it pre preparation. I have come to submit to you today. What you call preparation is faith. What you call pre preparation is faith. It's the substance. The concrete things you do to show that you are expecting something. Like a married couple. The tummy is bulging. Baby is coming. You start buying certain things. Those things you are doing, going out to buy, going out, that is faith. Building blocks. Foundation. The substance. The evidence of things not seen. We've always called it preparation. And we've thought of faith to be something else. We say, oh, faith is simply believe or trust. Yes, I understand that. Faith is believe. Yes, fine. Thank you. But James will tell us that devils also believe and they even tremble. But they do nothing about it. <laughs> so believe and faith. There is a living faith and there's dead faith. Oh, tr faith is trust. So it's just in your heart. Oh, I trust. And you are sit sitting down doing nothing. James says that is a dead faith. That's the reason why we're not achieving anything. So when God inspires hope, it is now you and me, our turn to now put in actions to achieve that hope that God inspires in our hearts. This woman wanted healing. So she defied everything, stepped out, came in the crowd, and reached out and touched the hem of his garment to be healed. She took steps to be healed. She put in actions. So what actions are you putting in for the faith that you for, for the hope that you have? You say you have hope. And hope is what? Hope is. Hope is sorry. Faith is something that is. Faith, faith, faith is always present. Faith is always present. Now, faith is the substance of things you're hoping for. What are you doing presently? each day to show that what you are hoping for is definitely going to happen so the question are you a woman of faith or are you a man of faith 
Or are you just someone who just sits down and believing? Oh, I'm trusting. Trust, trust is faith. Trust plus action. I want to walk you through a little journey because I've still got time. Come with me to Hebrews 11, please. Hebrews 11. Watch these. Watch each one of these. Hebrews 11, please. Verse, verse, verse 4. Verse 4. By faith, Abel, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more what? Excellent sacrifice than who? Cain. Believing that he was doing it unto God, he gave a better offering. Do you get a picture? Hello? <laughs> Bible says, he who comes to God must believe that what? He is. He is present. He is. God is. God ain't dead. God is. So he who comes to God must believe that God is present. So whatever you are doing, do it to him as, a, as being present. And a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So Abel came with a, with a better offering. Okay, let's, con let's continue. Verse 5. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God translated him and had, and had his testimony that he pleased God. Verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please who? God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, being warned of God, of things not seen, yet moved with fear, prepared what? An ark. He went ahead and prepared something, an ark, based upon what God has told him, and prepared something. By faith, Abraham, verse 8, by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go into a place which he should afterwards received, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith, he sojourned in a land. By faith, was he sitting down? No. By faith, he was going wherever his actions were being taken. Continuously. Oh, my goodness. Verse 11, through faith, also, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed. Aha! Oh, married couple, you understand this. You want a baby? You want a baby? You want a baby? But you are all traveled to different countries. I want to get a, a, a baby. How do you do it? Those that are married, you want a baby? You and husband want a baby. But you are all sleeping in different places, different rooms. Every day, mm -hmm. I want a baby. Where is your faith? Where is your action? Hello? Hi. Let's keep going. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, verse 17, please. Abraham, verse 17. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. He offered up who? Isaac. By verse 20, by faith, Isaac blessed Jacob 
and Esau concerning things to come. He pronounced blessings upon them. Things he has not seen. He declared them. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshipped. By faith, Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departure of the, of the departing of the, of the children of, of Israel from Egypt. So before he died, you will be going. So when you're going, put me here, bury me here. He made plans, took action for the thing when it comes to sit upon it. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months. The mother and father had faith, so they, they took action. They hid him. They saw this boy is a proper child. There's something he's come to do. We can't make him die, so they hid him. A action. So what action are we taking for what we are expecting God to do? What we are hoping for from God? Hallelujah. Praise God. And then watch this. He says, by, verse 24, by faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the place of sin for a season. By verse 27, by faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the, of, of the, of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Look at it, verse 30. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about how many days? Seven days. It took action. What can I say more? Verse 32. For time will not permit me. And then we come to the verse. He says that, verse 33. Who through faith subdued kingdoms, Rout righteousness, obtain promises, stop the mouth of lions, quench the violence of fire, escape the edge of the, of the sword, and out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured. Watch this one. Others were tortured because sometimes we think faith is only for good things. Watch this verse. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance. They refused to be delivered, and that was faith. Why? Because they were, act, they were, they were, they were showing actions for what, for what they believe in. That you know what? I will endure this torture because if you kill me right now and I go, I know where I'm going. So carry on. Continue. Keep doing it. Because I know where I'm going. So faith is the foundation for the things you are expecting. is the actions you take for the things you are expecting God to do. Hello. So we call it preparation and then we call it faith somewhere else. And then the faith has become theory in our hearts. And the unbelievers, when they expect something, they take action and they see things being done all the time. It's about time we woke up to what we got. We've got a manual here. Faith has been there. Hebrews 1, 11, Hebrews 11 verse 1 has, has always been there in, in, in the Bible. It is a substance, the foundation, the bottom blocks of the things we are hoping for. The concrete matter you are laying down for what you are expecting 
God to do. Hallelujah. Watch the verse 36. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yet moreover of bonds and imprisonments. They were stoned, they were sown asunder, they were, were tempted, were slain with a sword, they, they wandered about in sheep in sheepskins. You see, some even went in sheepskins just to escape certain people. They took all these actions. Why? Faith. Hallelujah. Now come with me to James. I love James. I love James. Do you love James? James. James. I love James. James is a good man. Hallelujah. James. What does James say? James 2. In James 2, James says, Praise God. From the verse, verse 14, James says, What does it profit, my brethren, though a man say he has faith and has no works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily, of daily food, and one of you say unto him, oh, I have faith in Christ, be warmed, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. James is asking. James says, st stay with me. Be warmed in the name of Jesus. Notwithstanding, ye give them not those things which are needful to the body. What does a prophet? The person is hungry. They've come to you. And all you say, oh, I have faith. Brother, may your tummy be filled in the name of Jesus. And he's saying, what profit does that make? You have to take, have to take food from your fridge and give it to them to eat in your tummy. That is living faith. Action for the expectation you want to see or meet. 17. Even so, faith, if it has not works, is dead being alone. Yes, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there's one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Seest thou how faith wrought with his works? And by works was faith made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled which says, Abraham believed God and was imputed unto him for righteousness. And he was called a friend of God. Why? Why was he called a friend of God? Because of his faith. And remember, Hebrews says that without faith, it is impossible to please who? God. So those who please God are those who are living by faith. You are actually producing concrete stuff to show to tell, to announce that indeed you are expecting something from God. 
So what has God spoken to your heart? And what concrete steps are you doing presently to show that you're expecting that? That is faith. You see then, verse 24, James 2, 24. You see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. Likewise also was not Rahab the hallowed justified by works. By works. When she had received, sorry. Likewise also was not Rahab the hallowed justified by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. Living faith. So what Christ commended the woman for was the living faith she demonstrated. She showed living faith because she took action upon what she believed. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. When God inspires hope in our hearts, action is required to achieve it. When you come to know the will of God concerning something, hallelujah. When you come to know God's will concerning a matter, God expects us to walk in faith to achieve the results. God expects us to walk in faith to achieve the results. To God be the glory. Faith is required. Faith is required. When we have hope, The actions of faith, the building blocks for experiencing it, is expected. God is expecting us to go from here and begin to produce substances to achieve the things He's inspired in our hearts. Don't sit down on it. How great it would be. How wonderful it would be that Christians will begin to now produce stuff. Oh my goodness. This is not theory. This is practical. Hallelujah. Precious one. As you rise up and begin to, you know, produce those, 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 those evidence, those substance. You will be moving towards the reality. The reality of the hope. It is a substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. Daughter. Thy faith has made you whole. You are believing God for those purposes to be accomplished. Faith is needed. You will see the reality of those things through faith. For I have touched thee Hem of his garment and his power has made me whole. Yes, it is Jesus, 
Yes, it is Jesus. It's Jesus in my soul. For I have touched the helm of His garment and His power. today God bless you for tuning in but you're not born again you don't know Jesus he is not the Lord of your life you have no trust in him but you see you don't need to do anything in particular all you have to do is just believe accept that he's the savior of your, of your, of your soul He's accepted that he came to die for your sins to be forgiven and today all you got to do is say Lord Jesus I surrender unto you have the controlling influence over my, over my, over, over my life from now on put your life in me make me yours I want to be a woman of faith or a man of faith Amen. You are in this room today. You are born again. Let, let, let's be on our feet, please. You are born again. God has put purpose in your heart. You've got expectations. Things you want to do. But all you are doing is just sitting down. You're not really making anything concrete. Not, not bringing any, any, anything concrete towards that. Today you've heard God's word. Faith, faith is the substance of things not seen. Evidence, sorry, of, of things hopeful. Evidence of things not seen. And you've seen that this woman took steps. Even though he didn't ask, she, didn't, she didn't ask Jesus. Yes, the Lord congratulated him. Indicating that he wants us, when we come, to come with intent. Amen. To draw. To draw. And we have to take, make those concrete steps. Make those concrete steps. You want to thank him. You want to bless him. For the truth that he has brought to us today. You want to, you want to, you want to thank him. You want to bless him. And you also want to throw away maybe any thoughts you had in, in, in the past. So Lord God Almighty. My old thought had hindered me. 
But today, I renew my mind and I go from here to begin to put down concrete steps. Oh, yes. To achieve the things that you have, you have inspired in my heart. I thank you, Heavenly Father. We give you praise, Father. We give you praise. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. The word of God, I must say to you, is quick and active. The word of God is living. The word of God is not just a mere written text. The word of God is living. It's a living thing. When the word of God proceeds, when it comes out from the mouth of God, as Matthew puts it, when it comes out from the mouth of God, it is a living and active word, powerful, able to effect change and change things. It is not a dead letter. God's word is living. I am talking about the word that proceeds from the mouth of the living God. It is active, it is powerful.